You know things, I know some too. Sit right down, the will explain them to you. If there's a thing you want to explain, these two feminists can entertain. Nerdy stuff, sexy stuff, so much to know. Tune in for the Femsplain Show. Femsplain! One thing that's really good to know is that we will never have to have the awkward discussion during our, an impromptu game of rock, paper, scissors about whether you shoot on rock, paper, scissors, or if you do rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Do you have that problem with people? I have that problem with people, yeah. But and, but we do the, we do the countdown the same way, where it's like one, two, three, click. Yeah, because why would you bother counting to three if you're gonna click on three? Well, why would you like, doing one, that? two, three? Anyway, I just I'm just glad that we've already gotten past that barrier. In yeah, our relationship. it is an important barrier. Mm-hmm. Hi, listeners. That mop head is Diana. That bright and yellow Pikachu is actually Avalon in disguise. Shoo! <laughs> and this is a podcast called Bumsplained. Uh, that's the name of the podcast. What is it, though? Um, so Femsplained is sort of a girls-only clubhouse of a podcast uh, where two queer femme humans named Avalon and Diana get to nerd out over something that they feel passionate about or excited about. Uh, yeah, we do do that, but that doesn't mean that people of every gender and non-gender can't listen, laugh, and learn with us. We just feel like it's important to have some femme-led candid conversations about our experiences in nerd culture. Hell yeah. Preach it. Oh man. S- snaps for me. <laughs> all right. So last week it was my turn to femsplain all about uh, the TV series Supernatural. Which now I have to watch in full and it's 27 seasons long. It's no big deal. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. And I think every season is like 30 episodes that are like 50 minutes long. <laughs> No, it's cool. I got nothing better to do. That's fine. (laughs) So this week we are going to do one of those occasional episodes that we do where we are both talking about something that we like. So it's a sort of mutual nerd out. I love it. I love the gasms. Yep. Nerdgasm episodes. Um, And so we need we need someone to help us introduce this topic though i feel like obviously yeah not we're not capable of explaining it in a succinct way yeah i'm feeling really overwhelmed by the idea of having to do it by myself so i was hoping we could maybe if you don't mind i would prefer if we could have a man do it oh we absolutely have to have a man do it why would we why would we trust a woman to explain something (laughs) glad we're on the same Putting one minute on the man watch and go. Orphan Black, another one of those British television shows everyone wants you to watch. I don't understand why the ladies are so gaga about these British shows. Downton Abbey, 
Sherlock, Black Mirror. As far as I'm aware, Orphan Black is about a bunch of just, like, lady superheroes. I don't know. Listen, you want to watch a really good show? Ever hear of Breaking Bad? Listen, it's just six episodes to start, and then once you get that far, you are hooked. And if you like all five seasons watching that kick-ass narrative arc and that deep character development of Walter White, hey, tune in for three seasons of Better Call Saul. Yeah, that's right, the party continues. So there's enough Breaking Bad out there that you just don't need the orphan blacks of this world. But if you really need that sort of downplayed BBC quote-unquote action, yeah, go ahead, watch yourself an orphan black. It's not even about orphans. Jeez. That's your Mansplain Minute. I, I feel um, very lukewarm about that. Yeah, predictably. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, it didn't really, <laughs> it was not really reliably. satisfying, barely really had anything to do with the prompt. Um, but at least now I know what it is we're talking about. Yeah, which is Orphan Black. Oh my God, Avalon. Okay, I'm on a, a hype train about this show, like all the time. Yeah. But I, I started rewatching it again during my zero free time um you're supposed to be watching supernatural (laughs) look i know this happened before that though but i'm just really excited about it um and oh god it's so it's so great as a show it's also like we've had a lot of topics that we've talked about that we love genuinely that we support wholeheartedly but that I feel like in almost every episode we've had to address like some, you know, problematic thing about the the media that we like or this this area that we like with steampunk. We had a whole big scandalous thing with Sailor Moon. There was some some, you know, weird. (laughs) Some things (laughs) are just too perfect. Yeah. Go Eden Cambria, you know, even had uh, its problematic parts like almost every we can, One yeah, we has, can scrutinize almost anything. Almost, a, but I feel like I'm gonna topic, find something. You're gonna find something. You know How what it is? You find something. It's gonna be the dreads. Are those? Those aren't dreadlocks. They're braids. Are they? They're definitely not dreadlocks. They're feeling pretty appropriative. Really? That's where you're going. All yeah. right. Okay. I'm going to say okay. it. And especially considering what her character is, like I'm just like really. You couldn't make her edgier in a like a little bit of a less racist way. Oh, wow. She's Alan the blackface clone. Great. Oh, wow, straight for it. Okay. I was really coming out strong, though, that this Avalon can just really find a way to make anything shitty, Uh, even something she enjoys. But this is, uh, I was really coming out strong for this show being like the one that is actually. No, it's my superpower. Not, not only not offensive, but aggressively like inclusive. Oh, I got another one. What? The queer character is the one that is constantly faced with the most, like, near-death tragedy. They're constantly killing the queer character. Yeah, except that they don't. And that's that's where it, what sets it apart from the, the, the barrier gaze meme 
is when you are being gay baited by a show into falling for a queer character and then they kill them off to elicit an emotional response and to literally just to upset the gays. Um, but that's what they're doing, black. except they just like tease her on the edge of death constantly. Uh, well, actually, I would I would strongly disagree with that. I think that with Cosima, who is who we are talking about, um, who is not the only queer character on the show by uh, by a long shot. Um, All right, Sarah Sarah Manning is bisexual, um, yeah. and. Uh, Felix is not only a gay man, but he is an openly gay uh, man who is also a sex worker, um, which is pretty baller yeah. uh, because it's not treated as anything other than just like a, a facet of his personality and, and yeah. has no real like weight in his plot line, which is awesome. Um, but with uh, with Cosima, it was the... the only uh, lesbian on the show. Her plight, her plight is that she is one of the clones who develops this um, illness. She's not the only one. Um, two other clones develop that, that same illness. Um, but the difference with Cosima is that her story arc is all about bodily autonomy. Uh, it is about the fact that um, no matter who is trying to find this cure, at some points throughout the show, people are trying to find it uh, in roundabout ways, without her, either without her consent or with ulterior motives in mind. They're trying to cure it in order to control people. And Cosima's whole storyline is about taking back that control and finding how to cure herself, which is an incredible storyline. And... Um, I think that we actually see her go through more in terms of losing other people than we do fear of losing Cosima herself. At no point do we ever assume Cosima is dead. We do, however, assume that somebody else is. Yeah. There was definitely a season finale where it seemed like Cosima was going down. Uh, where she has a seizure, the seizure. Mm. And that's what I'm referring to. I oh. think that this show is like as close to flawless as possible. I think I just am playing dev devil's advocate. But all right, I just I want to clarify. Want to I know, I know. All right, so who's your favorite clone? I think I like, I like them for different reasons. Okay. I, I will say that I, um... I, I didn't like Allison until Allison and Donnie were uh, were like a team again. I hated her during the like whole first season until her and Donnie became like a like an established couple. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You uh, know, yeah. I, yeah, I like her once she and Donnie are a team, but I I'm not super sold on Donnie. Like I he could have less screen time. I actually, you know what? I I actually am on board with him. His goofs, like he's he's fine, but sometimes his goofs derail the storyline more than I need them to. <sighs> yeah, the whole. Uh, I I mean, it worked. I actually liked um, 
Donnie's like characterization in in terms of being like the handler. Um, I thought that that was pretty interesting. That like he it was double blind, yeah, and that like he didn't know that he was like participating in it. Um, I thought that was pretty clever when you had it like juxtaposed with the Paul situation where he was like f- like absolutely complicit and a hundred percent aware. Um, I, why would such a sort of micromanaging corporate structure go with that double blind Donnie thing? Like it's such a mess. They should have just planted someone. It would not have been that hard. Mm, I do get it though, because, um, I feel like with any like big major conspiracy thing, I, I feel like it's always super risky to try to trust someone else. Like the more people you are trusting to keep this secret, the riskier it's getting. Yeah. Uh, Paul was super entrenched. So he, you know, he was, um, they had, I think they, and they also, they had like blackmail on him or something like that as well. Whereas Donnie like just happened to be like Allison's, would be boyfriend and they sort of like got their got their claws in him out of convenience. I also feel like that company never dyad never should have allowed mm-hmm. so many of them to be in Toronto at the same time. <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah. Like that pull was some strings to not have four of them officially in Toronto, right? More unofficially. Yeah, Sarah Manning well, no, Sarah was, the, was off was, the radar. Right. Sarah was off the radar, so they couldn't they couldn't find her until the events uh, of episode one started, uh, like that chain reaction. Yeah, and and Helena makes sense as well because Helena was deliberately hunting, so De- Helena was traveling from region to region to find clones so but but allison Allison, and rachel is rachel the one that dies in the beginning no no beth beth is the one that that we start out the cop that dies in the beginning rachel lives somewhere else but beth and allison Allison no cosima cosima comes there to visit them she's uh in school many states away when uh, she's only in that area because she comes there when she's not in school to help them out. Oh, okay. I thought she was in school there, but hadn't like no, there. no. The okay. two, the two that are permanently like by accident in like basically the same neighborhood is Beth and Allison. Okay. And I do think that that's that's a little bit of a that's a little sloppy because they could have overlapped. Like they were both on the up and up. Yeah, they were both legitimate. They had legitimate jobs. They were, like, in the same community. Very risky. So I guess I I don't want to have a favorite because, honestly, having a favorite makes me feel like I can't appreciate all of them. And I appreciate all of them a lot. Um, But it's definitely Helena for me. (laughs) Helena's my close second to Cosima. Helena is very up there. My three, my three, my three favorite, because I can't get Sarah Manning just like, I love her. I love how she's like. I love uh, how she makes mistakes. Like, I yes. love how flawed she is as a character. 
and sometimes Very like flawed. irredeemably flawed and yeah. they don't even really try to make the audience feel redemption for her like they just sort of serve her up exactly as she is and i really appreciate it right well i like that she experiences character growth but she doesn't 180 like she doesn't completely change who she is as a person she's still kind of a dick to allison especially who i think it makes the most sense for her to to you know to always be at odds with as like allison is sort of like her antithesis character yeah but she's a you know she's a jerk to that character quite often um, even in later episodes, even towards the end of the show, she makes growth in her like uh, relationship with her daughter and her relationship with her brother and her relationship to um to Mrs. S. But she, but she doesn't completely change who she is as a person. It's awesome. All right, so. We were talking about favorites. We were talking about um, uh, how our yours is Helena. Mine is probably still Cosima um, with Helena as a very close second. I think my top three are uh, Cosima, Helena, and, uh, and, and Mika is one I would maybe have... I wanted a little more time with, but I thought she was phenomenal in every scene that she was in. Really? I thought, yeah, I thought she I was thought very she was... forgettable, and I thought that was one of the weaker accents. Oh, no. I completely disagree. I think huh. Mika was a fascinating character. She was a uh, autistically coded character who was, um, I think, really amazingly done and like really essential to the plot of like the last couple seasons and to the resolution of the whole show um she yeah mika i think i wanted a little bit more screen time with her but i thought that she was just a fantastic character i thought we were going to get another enemy like a helena character out of her and i was so I was genuinely surprised by what she turned out to be. I might not know who that is. I might not have finished the show. <laughs> oh, Amika. <laughs> well, I mean, she she shows up for the first time kind of early on. Okay. But Mika or MK, um, her real name is actually Vera Suomenen, which I know I'm saying wrong. She's got the, 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 the sheep mask on. I know that I know who that is, and I don't remember... Oh, it's okay. Sorry. I'm wondering which which character you thought I was thinking of. I thought you were thinking of the German. Oh, the Germans in it for like just half of the first I episode. Know. That's why I was like, oh no, I thought you were just Katya being really Katya Obinger was a Katya Obinger was a, was definitely her weakest accent. Uh, worst wig. Worst wig. Ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and um. And is one of the other uh, clones that is that is with the illness. So those, um, right? Yeah, she she was the one to get sick first, and that's why they started to connect because uh, Cosima was starting to develop the same symptoms, and they were connecting over trying to find a cure together. Um, uh, what's her name? 
head the head of Dia oh, the the the, the ev- yeah evil clone yeah yeah I kind of ended up feeling sorry for Rachel more than I thought I would oh yeah, yeah. which is another thing the show is really good at yeah humanizing the uh-huh. villains so good I mean uh, even the original head of Dyad he's a very sympathetic character as well not not the like island of dr moreau guy oh, he's a piece of yeah, shit yeah but like but the guy that was like rachel's handler uh-huh. the guy that like raised her and like like the, he was very conflicted he like you know he was a believer he believed that the science was going to lead to something good despite like questionable means yeah. to get there and that's a very like that's that's that makes for a very sympathetic character i think sometimes in a in a way where you're like still fuck you but cool mode yeah um i yeah. feel like also it gave for me it gave rachel an unexpected amount of character development um when they sort of delved into her like kinks i don't know why it it seems like maybe that oh, would be yeah. tropey to make the evil person be like kind of dommy but for some reason it, it really was humanizing to me because otherwise she seems so robotic and I don't know why I just kind of felt like that whole part of it helped me see her as more than just a exaggerated cliche version of what a clone could have been right but that was the just the thing she wasn't she was she was a mouse in a cage she was a lab rat so her having control insect that's literally why people are into that kink in the first place like mo like most people like describe it as a way to either take back control that they don't have in other facets of their life or that they you know or in places where they can't have that kind of control like it's that's a super common yeah. like like reason for or justification for or or not that you need justification for it but that's a super common reason why people express that and yes, she was over all the other clones. She was the most powerful, but in her own life, she was, you know, she was born in a cage. Yeah. And they still owned her DNA. They still owned her as a person. Um, even the guy that she was in that domineering relationship with technically had a higher like position of power over her in 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 terms of like the rest of her life it was it was her take back yeah i and i think i like something about the way that they handled it where my interpretation was not oh they're reinforcing that the evil character is also sadistic big surprise it was very much more the way that you described the sort of power and control aspect of her and and i think that's why i i'm pleasantly surprised by that detail yeah yeah it's a weird thing i never expected to see in a show and it and it yeah it was not it didn't seem like they were doing it just to get like a a a boner out of us but it could have yeah like somehow it could have have. and i don't know why it didn't and it's just like a testament to how good of a job they consistently did oh god and everything um, that actor, by the way, so good at making me hate him. Like, yeah. just he's so good at it. 
his true blood character, uh-huh. this character. I just, I hate him the second that he <laughs> shows up. <laughs> like, oh, your terrible smile makes me want to murder you. Um, um, speaking of things we hate, I don't like the boys. I didn't like that plot twist. I don't like it. Oh, I did. No. Oh, I did like it that. It felt Jump the Sharky for I me, like- where it was like, you've had enough clones. Here's a different flavor of clones. I liked it because the boys were, they were given a different, like, uh, nurture aspect. And that's why. But they weren't just given like, another nurture aspect. They were, they were aware of themselves and each other. Like, it was a completely different thing. It made no sense in terms of yes. being, like, a, a comparison study. It was just, like, we were militarizing these dudes as like a clone army well but it wasn't meant to be a comparison study because this was spearheaded by a different by by a different team but they were like fingers on the same hand i mean they were they were fingers on the same hand i do love oh god that scene with helena and what's his face where like she's like weirdly comforting him through his like last minutes of death Mm -hmm. And then, and then she just looks him in the eyes and she's like, you're a rapist. And then he dies. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, I love Helena. I do, too. Oh, what a great character. And I just never expected um, her to turn into the character that she was. Like, when she was introduced, you know, in terms of being the villain and then in terms of being, like, weirdly the most childlike character and, like, the goofy wait, character, yeah. like, the comic relief. Yeah. Like, it's just, it worked really well, but I, I didn't see that trajectory. It worked so well, but you know what? I I didn't see it either when I was first watching it. I'm, a, just because I, I, the first season is really fresh for me because I'm re-watching it right mm-hmm. now. They basically spell it out in one of the episodes um, early on where they're trying to find Helena before we get to meet her. Mm-hmm. The cops are um, discussing, Art is discussing um, with Sarah, who's pretending to be Beth at the time, and he's talking about um, you know, their profile expert and their opinion on Helena's crimes, mm-hmm. and they describe her exactly the way that we get to know how her funny. like now yeah oh. yeah they like talk about how she had early childhood uh trauma how she's you know um st- stuck in that regressive like state of mind uh religious you know uh, abuse Every, but like they describe the the entire thing and i was like oh my god that's their they're right. Yeah. Like uh, in there. Yeah. Like I, I hadn't realized that. And that was pretty cool. Oh, well, I'm looking forward to rewatching yeah. that. Yeah. I, I guess it, it gets at, I, I don't have a sense of um, the writer of the show and I don't have a sense of how fully formed the storyline was when they started. Uh, I typically assume that a lot of shows out there are like, well, if this season is successful, we'll make more and on and on. And then eventually it'll end and maybe that'll happen cleanly or maybe it won't happen cleanly. Uh, But it feels, I don't know. I was going to say it feels Easter eggy, like they had planned it out further, but I don't know if I actually feel that way because I do feel like the, the boys were like a, a grab for more content. I feel like if they had been hinted at earlier, I might have accepted them more. Very possibly. Um, the part that 
you know, I mean, the Island of Dr. Moreau thing kind of also. Right. Yes. Was not hinted at earlier, which I, 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 I thought it went very seamlessly. I think the boys were more of a surprise. Yeah. Um, than the than the island, and so much um, happened when the boys were introduced. Like the cult was introduced at the same time. It like, it just felt like a big gear shift to me that season. Hmm. I I I'm also not sure if this was like mapped out from day one, um, but I do feel like some parts, like the Helsinki thing, was very like peppered in and planned out. Um, from the beginning uh, and, and other, other things that do feel like there was too much coincidence, but then you, you never know. Like I've definitely like, I've definitely uh, written stories myself where like, or, or I've, I've also like read some friends works where you're like, Oh, is this this foreshadowing intentional? And they're like, "Well, I realized like three chapters later that that was foreshadowing." Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't think you always plan it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I yeah. just and I don't think that it's a bad thing to do that. I think that, that it's very normal and very acceptable. But I'm always blown away by people ha- like weaving it together from the beginning. Yeah, that's you know? incredible. And so I think that yeah. I that could have taken it to the next level for me, but it already is pretty stellar. All right, so so now do you have a, a favorite non-clone character? Yeah, Felix. Oh, yeah. God, it's Felix. It's so Felix. Um, especially um. Felix's relationship with Allison. Yeah. yeah. It makes so much sense. It's so good. And it's so well done. Yeah. yeah. I end up liking Felix and Allison certainly more than Felix and Sarah. Um. Yeah. And, and it just, like, it works so well, and it makes so much sense. And I just love Felix getting Allison out of trouble. Those are my favorite. All the time. Plot, like, All mini the plots, time. yeah. Yeah. And, I, yeah. I, because I feel like Felix is the character where, if, you know, if, if this storyline is a trope where, you know, you were introduced to a main character at the moment when they take the red pill... So they take the red pill at the moment in the pilot of any, you know, decent uh, sci-fi or fantasy show. And usually the the pre-existing best friend gets left behind. They never have the superpowers. They're not on the same journey. Uh, and they kind of like fall to the wayside by, you know, the second story arc. Oh, sh- And I sure. feel like the way that they connected Felix with Allison c- kept him in it. In a way that if he was just with Sarah, I don't think he would have been. Yeah. No, he because with Sarah, he did sort of feel like a sidekick uh-huh. with Sarah. He did when in that relationship, he did feel like he was. And he, they even call it out like that, like she was kind of just calling on him for, you know, for favors. And that was like sort of yeah. putting a strain on their relationship. Allison and him had, which makes total sense. Allison is like a. She she's a boozy like middle class theater kid yeah like and <laughs> like it's incredible yeah it's they're so it's good perfect. together um, they're so good together and I could I could seriously certainly handle more Felix oh God always yeah. more Felix and just anytime there's a scene where Felix and Cosima are in the same room I'm so overjoyed by how outnumbered like heteronormative characters are in the show like it's just so it feels really good to me that oh, yeah. are just like totally outnumbered <laughs> like, 
And the thing is that, like, besides the uh, relationship between Allison and Donnie, which is established already before we ever start the show, which I think is a different mm -hmm. concept to, like, a romantic story arc that happens in a show. Yeah. Like, they're, they're, we start the show and they're a married couple. And even though they go through, like, a lot of turmoil together, the consistent number one main focus, the only real romantic pairing that is even really talked about on the show, that is even really, like, addressed uh -huh. at all, is Cosima and Delphine. It's the, it's the only yeah. one that's really given weight, even aside from Sarah Manning's, like... Paul thing? Well, her Paul thing was really brief and kind of low-key. Yeah. And then with uh, Kira's... Um, dad that was also a little bit of a storyline but it took oh it right. took very uh, little focus yeah. uh, it took very little time in the show and it was not really um there was not a little a lot of drama there all of the like romantic yeah. arcs the the drama the suspense in terms of like that part of the sh show it was it was all Cosima and Delphine yeah but was it like too dramatic was it making lesbians out to be too dramatic? First of all, Delphine like is when bisexual. when she was dating that new person? Mm-hmm. All right, sorry. Is it making queer femmes out to be too dramatic? When Delphine was trying to date that new person, Cosima was trying to date that new person, Delphine was unacceptable. Delphine was absolutely, like, in any sort. The thing is, her reaction was what I think a person's reaction would be if you were in that life that Cosima uh, dragged Delphine into a rabbit hole of like literally living in a conspiracy theory where everyone is lying about who they are to kill the person that you love. That's literally what Delphine's reality was like, was that the people she worked for were trying to kill Cosima actively. Obviously, you'd be an insane person, like suspicious of every weird behavior. Not saying that her behavior was justified. She could have kept her shit together. She though. could have, but would but <laughs> she would not. a person like I don't know, like I don't know how well I'd handle like literally seeing a, a conspiracy unfold before me and having it envelop the person that I love. Like, I don't know how I would actually react in real human form. I guess. But it made her kind of annoying to watch. It, it didn't. Regardless of whether or not her motivation was justified, I don't think she was enjoyable oh, to no, watch. Oh, <laughs> no, she was not enjoyable to watch, but she was human. She was a human being. It made me mm. mad at her. It made me frustrated. It made me want to yell through the screen, like, control yourself, Delphine. But then... I, I just felt like she was too entitled to the conspiracy. She thought she was too entitled. And also, I don't really think her promotion made very much sense. I do, because they had leverage on her. Cosima. They had leverage on her, so all of a sudden she was, like, in charge. Yeah, because it, it what her position didn't make her actually in charge. They made her a figurehead. They made her the new leaky. She was the, 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 the face. She was not the mastermind. She's unqualified. Well, she was... She was unqualified she was to be the She was definitely face. qualified. No. She was, but she was easy to control. The board of directors never would have put a face 
in that position that was like a early 20s chick who may or may not have finished her PhD in science. We're not clear. <laughs> it seems kind of like she dropped out. No, she finished. Didn't she? I don't know. Did Cosima finish? Cosima did finish. not finish. Cosima, but Cosima oh. got hired to, to do this research project or whatever. You know. Exactly. Or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and all I'm saying is that Delphine is very qualified or whatever. I think uh, I think Delphine is qualified, but I, it's a fucking business job. She wasn't promoted to a science job. She was promoted to be the face man of the seat of this company. Exactly. That's why she wasn't qualified. <laughs> she had no business experience. It's a huge like international company. She's just hired because she used to date like one of their products. Like it doesn't make sense. That's exactly why she was hired, and that's why it makes sense. She was. She was put there because they can control her. They had their they had their fingers already in her. In where? In the, <laughs> they had her. I was going to say in her claw, their claws in her, and then that that did not come out that way. Oh. Uh, they, yeah. they, I mean, they already had her, their fingers. In yeah, her, I get it. It's just not good business practice. Well, no, but they. So I guess we have to talk about Tatiana's like prowess. Oh, God. I, I I don't understand. I saw... I, so, you know, Tumblr. I'm on it all the time, every day. <laughs> uh, and I was scrolling through Tumblr, and I saw a GIF set of one scene of Tatiana Maslany as... as oh, it was, as, it was a GIF set of her as Rachel... Or dressed in, mm. in the Rachel garb, and without seeing or hearing anything, it was just one gif of her smiling. And I was like, that's not how Rachel smiles. What is this? And I clicked and looked at the source, and it was from one of the episodes where Sarah is dressed as Rachel. To be Rachel. What the fuck? How? How yeah. can I notice from a 0.4 seconds of a character smiling that that is not that character played by the same actress. It, yeah. Unreal. She's sickening. That reminds me, I, I think the only other sort of instance of that that I can recall is um, in Deathly Hollows when Helena Bonham Carter has to pretend like she's Hermione dressed up as Helena Bonham that Carter. That was very And I well feel like done. it just... I mean, it's just a testament to Helena Bottoms, Bonner, Cotter, Lip um, ability to act. No, she's fantastic. Yeah. But just like her posture yes. was. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I feel like Tatiana has done that all episode, every episode, times a million. Times a million. It's incredible. It's, it's ridiculous. It's absurd. And it. And how many hours must it take to film a show when you're five of the main characters. Uh, it looks like a lot. A lot of like her accolades that she um, speaks of more so sometimes than like some of her other castmates that we know are to her, yeah. her, her double that does the, her double. Yeah. They yeah. have like a really, really close relationship and I, we never see or meet her, but just from reading like her Twitter and her Instagram posts during the show pretty much like that was the person she acted opposite the most. Um, yeah. You know, in, in terms of actual minutes on screen. 
and and they seem to have like a really close relationship, which is kind of cool because we never see that person, and that person was in every scene. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, that's. <laughs> Hopefully, they got paid well. Oh God, I hope so. I, I oh my God. So listen, since I haven't finished it, does it end cleanly? Very. Do you feel satisfied? I I feel. You feel good about it. I feel very satisfied. Um, it is a happy ending with with some bittersweet, but it is not the classic like tragic chagrined ending. Like they actually get the good guys get a win, and it's yeah, it's with loss, but it's not. I don't know. That feels like what the ending was going to be. I, part of me kind of likes a dark ending, but this show is structured in such a way that the good guys were going to win for sure. Yeah. Well, I like a dark ending, but with this show in particular, I feel like if it were too dark an ending, I would be clinically depressed like and not able to like feel okay. Like They, they went through so much. Like... On the journey, but I think like it was good. We were okay. The angst was maxed out. I felt enough pain and suffering over those four years that I, I needed it to be over. I needed the pain to end. I feel so surprised that a show that's this good and this original and this sort of niche had the opportunity to end on its own terms. Right? Like, it feels like this should be Firefly. Like, it feels like we should be talking about something that got canceled that was amazing. Thank God. But if it were not on the BBC America. Oh, that's the difference, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, we should be. But I feel like if it was on an American television show, we would we would absolutely be having that conversation. Yeah. I, 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 I like that the bittersweet, you know what, I... You haven't watched the end. No, How, and I will. Where, what's the last thing you remember so plot-wise? Like, what was happening? The thing that was happening, and I actually, now that I think about it, I stopped watching it on purpose. Um, because I got so mad. Ever since Amazon got exclusive rights to it, it became very hard to Ugh. watch online. I, I do not want to... Fuck. Fuck Amazon video. So, so you know, like, I was having to wait at least a couple of weeks until I could usually watch it. Like, I couldn't ever watch it week of, if not having to wait till the whole thing was out on Amazon this season. And, of course, I liked it on Facebook. And, of course, fucking Orphan Black's Facebook page, the day after an episode premiered, spoiled a character death in a really big way. And I was so mad that that happened. Do you remember who they spoiled? It was Paul. Oh my God. Did you stop watching right after Paul died? I stopped <gasps> watching it. I stopped watching it then and there because I was just like, fuck you guys. You're making it so hard for me to watch this. You're spoiling stuff. You've got a lot of international audience outside of Canada that really has a big delay in watching this cult show. Oh, I'm really mad that they did I that. I was like, okay. I have to come back to this. I unfollowed them on Facebook, and I was just like, I have to take a break for a couple of months because I feel temper tantrumy. Uh, and then I think I legitimately forgot about it because I don't really know anyone else who watches it. Oh, you have so much. You have so much. Uh, did you ever see the episode with Paul's death in it? No. Okay. Wait, it's- Maybe. 
because it's was actually, it kind of anticlimactic his actual death yes but that was like yeah. intentionally done because his it was i don't know he was like kind of redeeming himself and he didn't get to yes i, he, I yeah. did see that yeah. okay and then okay. like once i finally saw it and then that was so unsatisfying and i was just like fuck you yeah i know <laughs> but they didn't the thing is they didn't fan service with shit like that like they you know <sighs> but they were shoving so much down my throat with that stupid redhead from the cult kid pregnant whatever oh and you didn't I even just see was like, it you didn't even i don't even give a fuck about this you're gonna you're gonna give a fuck I'm about that i'm not gonna there you are you're not gonna give you a- can't give me a whole bunch of new characters rip away an original character not even give me time to deal with it no you don't get time to deal with it you're in you're in the conspiracy man you don't get time well, and i don't like the boy clones faces is that what this is about? Is that they're not well, cute? Well, it doesn't. They're they're nowhere near as good at acting, first of all, as Tatiana. Well, they're not really acting out different personalities. They were raised to all act the same. That's they have like that. They have different personalities. The only one that does. There's at least three personalities that are distinct. There's only one that has like his own personality, and that's because he was the one that. Um, that grew up separately from them. The rest of them all literally act the same. No, because of the rest of them, there's one that's like super fucked up. And then the others are all just like kind of desensitized. Yes. There's one that is the sociopath. He still acts yes. the same, but then his in in his sorry, he still his demeanor is the same. The way that he speaks and everything is the same, but then he does actions that are more fucked up uh, because of his his crazy sociopathy. But oh, what is his name? Um, the actor the, or the character? The the character the the one that's different the um, the nice clone the nice clone. Well, the yeah. I guess the nice clone. Um, Ira? Ira. Yeah, okay. Ira. There it is. Okay. They do a good job at... Well, you'll see. It's There's there's more. that You get more out of it. I think that the problem when they first get introduced is it's sort of like, here's the thing. Ba-bam. Um, but then you get, you get more juice out of it. All right. I still don't like the church people. Well, no. You're not meant to. They're- well, I mean, I don't like them as a oh, plot. okay. I think it becomes... Because oh, I don't like that girl's face either. Wait, it becomes super in... You don't even know Helena's, like what Helena's character becomes then. Does she become pregnant? Well, she becomes pregnant, but that becomes like... A, a super essential part. Well, she becomes obsessed with like carrying around the embryos, right? Well, that, she does carry them around. She's carrying them around yeah. because that's gonna um, help uh, Cosima figure out how to, you know, right. keep her babies safe. Um, is is yes. her thought? But but that becomes her like all encompassing. Like, character trait is, like, yeah, keeping babies, babies safe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 
I got I kind of got that. Mm. But maybe not its full fruition. Yeah. So yeah, I, I guess I have a lot to watch. You do. I probably have like a season and a quarter. Yeah. To watch. I was my dad was here the other night and he was watching. So he watched, um, and then had to quit watching. Um, Is it Parks and Rec? No, no, God, my dad would not watch that show. Um, No, he was, he was, he was watching. Oh God, um, Breaking Bad, and Mm. I told him he wasn't gonna like it because I'm like everyone on that show is a piece of shit and there's no redeeming characters, you know. My dad's been searching for another The Office because he was... Parks and Rec. He was in love with Jim and Pam. I know. Ah, so too bad for your I, dad. I, <laughs> so, he just likes pure things. It's like, he's... Like, <laughs> I know, but I've never seen a show so blatantly create something pure only to set it on fire in front of America. Oh, God, that weird last season. Weird. What was that? I don't know, but if I have to see another meme about it, I'm going to freak Why? out. Why? There was no point to it. It didn't even know. I was make... never into The Office, but I'm, like, very aware of how, like, sickening it was to everyone that they just ran that ship into the ground for no reason. Like, so stupid. It was so stupid. Yeah. Whatever, they redeemed it, but just God, it did not make sense. Jim Halpert would never do this, is is what we all shouted at our television screens. Um, Anyway, my dad has been searching for a show that's like pure and fun like that, and he's searching for it in all the wrong places. I agree. Not Not Breaking Bad. Bad. (laughs) So he had to quit Breaking Bad because it's terrible. Um, It's such a bad fucking show, and... It's, it's such a, a bad, bad show. fucking show, and they're come for you me, have, everyone, because it it's sucks. a bad show. Your favorites are bad, and you should feel bad. Everyone on it is yes. is is a shit character with zero redeeming characters. There's nothing to make you care about fucking anything on this show. I don't give a fuck about it. Ugh, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, he's watching weirdly what is like mildly better. Is the Better Call Saul uh, spinoff show? Oh, it, yeah, it, it's it. it's not Francis great, but it. it's but it's at least it. There's a little bit of entertainment value happening there. It's a little more comic reliefy. Saul is kind of a disaster. It, right? Yeah. Anyway, uh, Vic, that actor is in it as like a a, a kind of a big deal. Sarah Manning's boyfriend, uh, Vic the Dick. Who like is a huge part of the se- first season? He throws the funeral oh, for oh. her. He he yeah, he yeah. tries to blackmail Allison in in rehab. Yes. All that shit. That guy. Yes. How yeah, funny. he's in it also as a drug dealer character. So he's a little typecast, maybe. But, sure. <laughs> but but he's he's actually like a big role, and I didn't realize. And I don't know what year this is, but he looks very young. I think this might be predating Orphan Black. Better call Saul? I think so. No, it can't be. No. I don't know. Well, then he looks fucking good. Like, he's doing something yeah. right. Yeah. Um, Keeping keep, it tight. He is. He. The dick. <laughs> I, um, the reason why I said Parks and Rec and continue to say Parks and Rec, besides the fact that I think that if your dad needs a new office, that's the one, um, is because Tatiana was in it weirdly. What? 
Why don't I know this? Wasted. She was on it for a couple of episodes as a season Zari's love interest. <gasps> oh, I have like like thousands of feelings. <laughs> yeah. God. And they honestly, they made her kind of like, I, I thought they made her kind of like a Mary Sue. I don't know. She was like a doctor and she was perfect and great, but didn't really have a personality. Yeah. What a waste. She's so... Yeah, it was weird. And then they wrote her off the show really quickly because she had to move to Canada or something. I don't know. It was just a very weird couple of episode story arc. I mean, if you if you have, you know, I, I do I do believe, you know, because I know who Sam Rockwell is and other actors of his caliber, I, I do really feel like there are no small roles like they're, you know, that I think that that is a true thing. But mm-hmm. also, like, if you have at your disposal Tatiana Maslany, if you have at your disposal Sam Rockwell, if you have one of these, like, actors that is, like, huge powerhouse, like, what are you, like, what are you sticking in them in? And, like, a, a, what are you doing? You know, a, a half-assed, yeah. you know, role. Why? Maybe they're trying to, maybe they're trying to introduce her to more American audiences. Like, maybe they're trying to get her to break into Hollywood yeah. a little bit. I don't know. Because she certainly well, deserves to. Well, um. Her no, her movie that just came out with um, Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal, thank you. Yeah, but I don't think anybody watched that movie. Didn't it do <laughs> really well? I don't know. I don't go it? to I the mean, movies because like... I'm I'm I have anxiety in movie theaters. But I but I generally do like fall. <laughs> I, I <didn't> know that. <laughs> yeah, I have I have panic attacks in movie theaters. But I but I love movies, so I follow them. I go to movie theaters when there's like something super major yeah and i override i do my override uh on my <laughs> on Interesting. My yeah yeah i got out of the habit of going to the movie theater when i lived in new york because it was such a financial commitment and i had to know that it, i was gonna love the movie and so that happens like twice a year right that something's big enough that you want to spend that much money but they're so cheap out here that i've started going a lot like when I was a kid in the summer, you would just go because there's nothing yeah. else to do and just like see whatever was playing. And I get to do that now, which I love. That is really awesome. So yeah, New York is yeah. very financially impressive so to expensive. go to the movies. It's like five dollars here. It's awful. Like everyone, like when you when you plan to go to the movies with somebody, you have to have like a sit down about like what supplies you're bringing to like get through mm-hmm. the other costs. Yeah, Jesus. yeah, it's, it's such insane. a thing. I spent like seven dollars on a bottle of water in a suburban New York movie theater because I was dying of thirst. Yeah. It it it's so bad, and especially like that suburban Long Island area. Like I'm gonna just call it out that Ron Concomo Regal. Like up until a couple of years ago, like was still like broken seats. And like busted bathrooms, and they were still charging all of that money. Yeah, like they've recently redone it, and it's like actually has like reclining seats and like nice atmosphere and whatever. Yeah, but like for a long time, it was like here's a fifteen dollar movie ticket, and also there's no air conditioning, and the seats are broken. There's no cup Fuck holders. Yeah. <laughs> and- <laughs> I had to get a refund. 20 minutes into a movie once because the the whole audience was talking so conversationally and so loudly that I couldn't even like pick somebody out to be like could you please stop 
Like I, I just had to leave. That's, I mean, I it know this is getting so very weird. personal to, to Long Island, New York, but Island 16 is still like that to this day. It's, it's for whatever reason, it is always like, it's like you're trying to watch a movie on your phone in the middle of the mall. Like yeah. that's, that's yes. what going to see a, a movie at Island 16 is like every oh time. I hate it. It is funny. One of the first times I went to a movie in Oregon, um, there were two guys behind me that were a little too high and were sure. laughing like a little too hard um, at everything, like yeah. from the credits on. I don't remember what movie it was, but I just already had my hackles up so much from fucking New York. And I turned around and I gave them one glance and they didn't change their behavior. And I think I turned around again and I was like, can you shut the fuck up? <laughs> and they looked at me like the most offended and mortified, but not in an aggressive way, which is what I would have come to expect. They were so deeply apologetic, Diana. They they felt horrible. Good. They felt horrible. But then I felt horrible because maybe there was like an intermediate thing that I could have said. But leaving the theater, they were still just like, I am so, so sorry. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> like, just what being high is like. Because we were like, because you were fixated. They didn't watch the movie. They just like, they just sat there being obsessed about their mistakes for the next hour and a half. really bad. I didn't need to curse at them. Like, I could have just said, could you please? And I think that would have been satisfactory. I just was like, well, this place is weird. You know, they don't. They don't know you uh, like I do, Avalon. So they don't know that you're supposed to, you know, you just yell at people right away. And then. No, I hate confrontation. I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> we started this podcast off and you got real aggressive real fast. No, I just took the challenge. <laughs> <laughs> The bee shitty challenge. I'm telling if, you those are dreadlocks. You know what? I I could be convinced on this, but I... No, I don't think they are. They're braids. They're not... They're... I, I don't know. I think I think even if they are braids, I think they could still be... They could still fall under them. And the way she piles the braids up with a scarf, like... I don't know, Cosima. Like, like it could be, it could be. I think, I think if if there's a problematic part of the show, it could be that. <laughs> it can be Cosima's hair. We can, yeah. yeah we can make room Cosima's for that. hair is that. Yeah, I think I think she can. We can have that. Can we talk about how like jarring it is? Do you even? I don't even know. Uh, no, no. You might you might have some idea. So, um, like after we get to know Helena more. Yes. As like this developing character, uh-huh. there's like a gap. There's a there's a long gap before we hear the Helena music again, and then the first time like after that long pause where you hear the Helena music, the, mm-hmm. that yeah. whole thing, yeah. And when you hear that again, it's like, oh no, very jarring. It is. It's yeah. almost like upsetting because you're like, no, ghost, no, no, Helena, don't. Don't yeah, don't, don't go, go dark. Yeah. Don't be that. Don't be that mm-hmm. anymore. And um and I think like that's pretty incredible. Yeah, I think that 
I think that music's too much. I think it's exactly as much as it needs to be in the beginning when we're yeah. when we're supposed to be afraid of her. But around the time Usually I got so. angry, which was when she was in the desert, and it was happening every time she was hallucinating that scorpion, I was like, I'm super over this music. Ooh. No, I liked that. I liked the, oh, I liked the scorpion thing. You got to the scorpion thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I guess that, that's part of it. And I, you know what I love? I love it <gasps> when she has that redneck boyfriend. <gasps> oh, her boy. And it's pure and it's yeah. good. And he, and he like her. really likes her. She thinks she's real fancy and special. I think that that he is does. wonderful. He does. They, they make out in the front seat of his pickup truck. Uh-huh. And like the whole time, like you're thinking it's going to be a gag because she keeps saying like, my boyfriend is coming to, to pick me up. And you're like, that's not happening. Yeah. And then he does. Like, it's just like so good. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. I I hope. Does that go anywhere? Does that come back? Yes. Oh, thank God. (laughs) Yes. No, it's it's real. Like, oh, it's so good. All right. If you could ship two clones, who would they be? I I feel very conflicted about this question. I, uh, just because I, I really, really buy into the whole sisters aspect of it, even though I know that Technically, none of them are actually sisters, but I, I, in my head, because they call themselves sisters all the time. Yeah. Uh, that's, like, really a barrier. Uh, As um, someone with no siblings, I feel like it's okay to ask this question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, though, but, but, oh, oh, I know. Uh, Tony uh, Selwicky and Sarah Manning. Easy. Ugh. The trans clone. I forgot about that. Tony Sawicki, who definitely was eyeing Sarah Manning when he first met her and was like, we're hot. That. Yes. (laughs) And like, for some reason, his arms, even though his arms are the same. That was the same arms. But I am turned on by his arms. It's been so long since we saw Tatiana do something new in terms of acting. And, like, I felt like I had seen it all. Like, we've seen all the clones. I've seen it all. I've heard all the accents. I've seen all the wigs. I'm sweating right now. And then suddenly right now. she was a, a dude character, and I was just like, God damn. I wish that she had been I'm, all I'm... of the boy clones. <laughs> oh. <laughs> We're, that's a tall yes. order. We're really, like, fucking, <laughs> fucking with Tatiana Maslany. I would have liked it more, I think. Tatiana Maslany, never sleep. Do nothing but work. Please, we we Please need it. God. Uh, but oh my God. Oh, I'm flush about fucking Tony. Super hot. Super hot. Um, the that's another one I'm sad that we didn't get a um we got a we got a um like a narrative resolution to his story, but we did not get his like screen time ending. That was sad to me, but they did, um, they did show us his like his resolution, mm. um, at the end, which you know I guess I shouldn't tell you because you're supposed no, to watch it. All right, that's an as much better answer than I could have expected to a totally stupid question. But what's yours? Do you have one? Well, I was just thinking about the core clones, and I oh, feel yeah. like I feel like Sarah and Cosima make sense. I feel like they're very rarely face to face; they're like always just talking on the phone. But I feel like their yeah. energy totally jives. 
their energy does. They're very fuck it. Like lots of lots of straight yeah. to the point. Like no bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. I actually I I know I'm supposed to like Sarah and Kira's dad. But I actually like Sarah and that fucking like weird junkie from the club that like that like helped her find um out how to get the shit out of her mouth. Cause he was sort of like I don't know, he was like also like broken into this conspiracy because of her. Yeah. And like was weirdly on board. I wish he had He was stuck like, around. No, I'm gonna help Yeah. I'm gonna help you with this and he looked and he looked as trash as she did. Yes. Like, and, like, I like I that. don't understand Kira's dad being, like, a fucking perfectly groomed lumberjack. <sighs> I didn't, when they introduced him, I was just like, I, I can't, I can picture these people maybe having a one-night stand, but I cannot picture these people dating. But that's what it was. It was a one-night stand, but he, <sighs> but, but he, well, it, when Kira was, was made. Yes. It was a one-night stand. But then... But it seemed like when they got back t- together, like, it seemed like they had some history besides just a one-night stand. Yeah, because, like, they tried to make it work, I think, oh. when the one-night stand turned out to be a pregnancy, and, you know... I find it very hard to believe that Sarah would have kept that. She didn't, though. She ran away. She she ran away and, and fucked Vic the dick <laughs> instead. No, I mean kept the pregnancy. Oh, yeah. That seems weird. Yeah. To me. And I would argue that she should have because I I mean, I don't think she was ever really redeemed for me as a mother. Like she just get got worse and worse and oh, worse. Oh, I think she was definitely redeemed as a mother. I I absolutely um agree that like if I were a Sarah Manning, if I were like a fucking punk rock, you know, drunk vagrant, uh, vagabond, drug, drug addict, addict yeah. like, I, of course, it would have been the smarter decision. But then again, do those types of people make the smartest decision? Do they do what they what is yeah. the more responsible thing, but or like, do you just like get too high for three months and forget until it's too late? Jesus. I mean, what is the more Terror. what is the more logical uh uh response? Yeah. That's yeah. that's that's what happens there. But obviously they were gonna force that because Kira's like the plot device. She's literally the in, entire reason yeah. why uh the the clone controversy you know becomes a controversy. It's Every other clone is is sterile, and except for Helena and Sarah. Do you remember why? I know that that's the case, but I don't remember why it's the case. Uh, oh, she and they Helena were shared they a, were literally maternal wounds with m- maternal right. twins. Whatever they were in the same womb, yeah. um, so they shared the same um, genetic mutation that was not planned it was just something that happened but it made um it made all the research that they were trying to do at um at dyad kira was the answer to it uh, because she was the like she had the dna that would let them i don't know you know plan that again were any of the other main 
characters uh womb no womies. they were no oh my god <laughs> womb roomies <laughs> a petition to call twins womies forever womies from now on please oh my I'm god trademarking it right now we have so much womies. money already all right who would you cosplay i think i mean the best one to cosplay is mika uh Damn it, I saw uh, this. Well, I, not not necessarily the best one to cosplay. She's maybe the easiest one to cosplay because all you have to do is have short, dark hair and to wear a sheep's mask. Um, like some baggy clothes. I think the best one to cosplay, the one that I would love to cosplay, would be... I a- do remember this character. Okay, sorry. I just Google imaged it. Okay, good. I'm, I'm there now. Yeah. Um I think I think maybe the the best one to cosplay would would maybe be Helena. I think her hair is very iconic to have like yeah. you could like red red under eye pencil and like Yeah. Um I, I I think she dresses very iconically. You could have her boyfriend's like like cap on over the like blonde hair. She would be the most recognizable if you were on your own. Like if yes. you weren't in a group at all she i think she would be the only option oh what a great group cosplay oh my god that would be amazing i just uh google imaged mika because i it was really bothering me and now i remember it but in the process i remembered a very important clone which is that super vapid one (gasps) yes she made a youtube series (laughs) with her that was off the what? show. Oh, really? Yeah, about her reviewing makeup. It's so good. That's so it, funny. Oh god. Oh, oh she's I'm excited. So great. I forgot about her. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad I remember her now because that was a really good storyline with Felix. It also. was. It was a great story for Felix. It was like, great. Weirdly, yeah. it was a great story for for Delphine, who was like trying now to like keep tabs on other clones and oh. and. That's another one in Toronto, though. Yes. And, oh, there you go. Yes, that's another one in Toronto. So now we have three. We do have three in Toronto. And yeah. she mind. is pivotal because she sees. I know I'm, like, avoiding spoilers, even though the show is, is over and done with. But I appreciate it. Um, she is witness right. to a very yes. important thing in Delphine's yes. life. Because they're all, they all go to the science place right like she thinks she's investigating something and so she shows up to tour the in vitro fertilization like she goes off on her own sort all right whatever i saw an episode where she goes off on her own yeah. sort of like investigation okay. of the science place and yeah. then she's there at the same time you need to catch up all right i'm gonna catch up i you will need to catch up. i'll do no. that like very immediately. oh god oh there's a scene there's a scene it it makes me want to to just die thinking about it right now and I want to talk about it with you so much well that's what homework episode's for obviously I've got my homework blah 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 Um, well finally because I don't think you have any homework this week do you I have a lot of coheed homework (laughs) but I also don't have a real life right now so oh Oh, okay good well we can change your coheed homework to my, my abridged yeah because I will give you, you did a give bridge. Me an abridge. If you I've just been ignoring it. Okay. It's all good. Ooh, I am excited to watch this now, especially 
It's a good. It ends this well. Is a good Hallmark. Yeah. yeah. It does. Okay. It really does. Because that last season, and, I was starting to be like, oh, what's going on? Do no, we have new showrunners? You know what? And the bittersweet parts of it are actually like kind of. It's not what you expect uh, in a in a bittersweet ending. It's it's I don't know. It, it nothing nothing makes you feel like they're trying to hurt you as a as a viewer on purpose. It's just there's some there's some natural like pain to it, and but everything ends nicely. And one thing, yeah. And I've said before, I consistently, I'm okay with added content when it's in the form of graphic novels. They just haven't really let me down for other nerd culture things. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if there is a comic, but if there isn't, I'm sure it's inevitable. And I'm just already looking forward to that. Is it? Yeah. Um, Is it just rehashing the episodes or does it give more content? It's, it's slightly more, but it is, it is. That's why I haven't gotten into it yet. I, I, I don't love it. It's not like, um, the Firefly comics or anything where they're they're exploring new stuff. It's more like the Buffy comics where they're just yeah, they're redoing the, the. No, the Buffy comics are new stuff. They weren't when I no. Did they? Yeah, they're referred to as seasons, like season eight, season nine, season of the comic arcs. Cause the show ended at season seven. All right. Oh, sorry. No, I'm thinking of Doctor Who, which is just oh the, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah oh Doctor Who makes so much more sense to add more content. I would have assumed they would be new adventures. Why the fuck not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like there's already understanding at all times that we're not seeing everything because they reference shit that happened to them that we didn't get to. If see. If I don't fucking find out what Jim the Fish is, I right? am gonna throw. A riot. Like, <laughs> specifically Jim? what comics are for. Jim the Down? Fish, Doctor Who comic. I want to know what Jim the Fish is. I want to know all the people that Doctor Who has slept with. All the famous ass people. I want I want just a comic book series of all the famous people that Doctor Who slept with throughout history. All of them. Yeah, I want that too. <laughs> yeah. It could be super graphic and that would yeah. be okay. <laughs> it would be very okay. Yeah. Oh man, I wish I could draw. <laughs> I know, me too. See, this is, you know, God wasted his artistic talent on people who aren't me because I would be drawing some Doctor Who porn right now. Absolutely. Doctor Who and, and Queen Elizabeth right now. Which one? <laughs> Queen Elizabeth the what? <laughs> I mean, you know, there could be multiples there. Oh, no. It's going to be a Marnie McFly situation. Oh, well, I'm so excited to have to go watch this again i am too this is although one i that... feel sad because five seasons is not a lot and i feel like i already feel kind of bummed that it's gonna end avalon by the time that ends though like no this show it's worth it 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 ends clean just do it it's gonna be good i am gonna freak out when you watch a certain scene i'm gonna freak i'm, I'm gonna watch this as, as soon as we hang up actually I am. I have to because I feel like crying right now, like thinking about it. I, well, I know someone's going to die because you said that. And that's a spoiler. That's not what I said. Why else would you cry? Yeah, that's not what I said. <laughs> 
Well, you said you would cry, and you only could cry when someone... Well, first of all, no, I cry literally all the time. (laughs) I cry when someone's too nice to me. Like, I... <laughs> I, I, cry when, I cry when somebody like asks me how my day was unprompted. I so know. no, I <laughs> of course I'm gonna cry, but but I'm gonna go watch this and torture myself. All right, we have uh, clearly this was the right topic because we've been talking for an hour and a half. Yes. Have we? Shit. I was going to say that we forgot to, like, introduce the topic. Like, we never said, like, Orphan Black is a TV show. <laughs> well, there it is, ladies From and Canada, gentlemen. Orphan Black is a TV clones. show. <laughs> like, we never said any Who of that. Who gives a but, shit? You know. I don't... Yeah, Orphan Black is a... Diana, my eyes are I so I can see itchy. this <laughs> happening to you. What's happening? All right. Look, Avalon's going to die, so we need to end this. Uh, <laughs> What's the name of the clone disease? I've what? got it. I'm Cosimo with the clone disease. Yeah. Like, look. Uh, uh, what's the disease called? What do they call it? They don't. They don't name it. They should. What's her? What was her letters? Her She was HB... Uh, HB4 <laughs> something, something, something. Oh, oh, that's another thing I want to talk about is her relationship to her lab partner. I love it. I love oh. it so much. Scott, how, how, like, on board he is and, like, how, like, fucking in, like, into her life she is. And she likes tabletop gaming. And, like, he. Of course oh, she does. Of course. Oh, yeah. God. Like, I. And then I, I like that he was gay. What? He was gay, right? Nope. Nope, yes, very straight, a hundred percent straight. No, I thought he um, and Felix. And had that's a thing. what I loved about it is that they had a. No, Felix had a thing with the funeral home director. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Scott though was like a a straight guy who was attracted to her initially, learned yeah. that she was gay, and then continued to be like. Not only her best friend, but her, like, ally, confidant, and, like, grounded her. Like, when she calls, um, when she calls, one of my favorite moments in their friendship, actually, is that when um, her and Scott are in the lab together, and they had been in the lab together day after day, like, working on her cure, um, and she makes, like, sort of a bitter comment about, like, how her lab partner was um, Delphine uh, and says, like, no offense. And Scott is like, yeah, actually, I do. Scott, I remember Scott throwing a couple of fits about not being in the inner circle and feeling entitled to that. And I remember being like, Scott, like, go home. No, he. You're the just thing like is, a straight dude that's infatuated with this really cool lesbian chick, and like let it go. Oh, mad, and also, I'm like mad. you're not entitled to this space, Scott. I'm mad at you. No, he he was. The thing is, Scott was not entitled to anything, but Scott put the effort in. Scott did the work without asking for anything in return he he did ask for things in return he asked to be in on it no he didn't like cosima literally told him 
without him asking. Like she 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 confided in him. And Did once she... you once you tell somebody that shit, you don't get to go back. I think that he got too close to figuring it out on his own and that's why she had to tell him. No, he had um he had he had discovered like uh the the I think that what happened was he discovered like the trademark in her uh-huh. DNA pattern, um, which led to somewhat of a breakthrough. And then when uh, Cosima and Delphine decided to work with Dyad, they were given the opportunity to bring someone to the lab with them. Mm. In order to bring him there, he had to know. So they, Cosima wanted him in the lab, but in order to do that, he had to know the truth because he had to know what they were working on. And she decided to, at first, she said, no, I'm not going to tell him and I'm going to go there without him. But then, like, she changed her mind and decided that she needed him there, Um, which I thought was a great fucking decision. No, I sometimes think that really awesome franchises get carried away with the ally building and the circle gets too big. And I think if it were me, like I would be one of the clones. It's like, stop fucking telling new people about this. Like I I can't keep up with this many people knowing it's more compromising than it is advantageous. It's too much. Keep that shit under lock. Scott, Nah. Donnie? Nah. All of them, basically. That's the only ones. That's it. No. There's Three, no two, four, B, two, one. I don't know why I thought it started with a fucking H. What's wrong with me? Uh, sorry. Delphine? Nah. All right. Avalon. Be <laughs> shitty. Go take some Get fucking Benadryl. Here. I need to. Something's go take happening. A, go take a Benadryl. You're allergic to me. Um... Maybe right. I'm allergic to this awesome new Pokemon sweatshirt that I got at Goodwill. Did you wash it before you put it on, Avalon? <sighs> of course I did. You're allergic to this disgusting. fucking shirt, Avalon? Okay. I'm only allergic to wool, and this is cotton. You are. You could be allergic to the wool fragments that are on that shirt. That's valid. Yeah, you're allergic to something. All right, look. Go take a Benadryl. Go to sleep. We are done. I have to go to Fire Island tomorrow. And fine, I don't want to talk about it anymore. And I don't care that you're leaving. I mean, we live on opposite sides of the country, so we only communicate through text messages. So it's gonna be fine. We're gonna be. Do good. you know that I I can't say this about anyone in my family or even really Francis, but I haven't not talk to you every single day in like a really long time i love that i i think that there have been times that francis has been out of town that like we've forgotten to like text really but i have talked to you every single day i love that i never want that to die ever i love that crazy i mean i'm a codependent piece of shit so i i'm I'm so codependent it's really it's a nice part of like approaching 30 has been being able to just say that right out loud. And you just be like, all right, that's cool. Like, shit, man, I'm a codependent person. Right now I'm being codependent. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Like, I recognize the faults with that, but like also... You know what? But also, <laughs> let's just put it out there. The number of people that I've said that to that have been like, I'm codependent too. I've been like, great. It's all fine. 
We don't have yeah. to gaslight each other. <laughs> we yeah. don't have to act like other people are crazy. Amazing. Incredible. <laughs> and right. so, yes, we should rename this podcast. Codependency. Codependency. And then you're going to go have a really fun time next week partying and living it up. With, and you're going to forget about me and you're going <laughs> to cheat on me. <laughs> I'm not. I'm going to be with my sister on her bachelor right. party. I'm going to be uh, babysitting a lot of people when they're drinking. Do you promise not to argue with anybody about nerd stuff? No one is at this party is going to care promise? about nerd stuff. They're not <laughs> going to care about it at all. None of these people oh were, no, I promise you, there's not even a chance that nerd topics will even come up this weekend. Oh, I'm, I'm going to need to talk to you all the time. Okay. Okay, That's look, I care about. let's go. Avalon, <laughs> tell us where we can listen to Femsplain. You can listen to Femsplain wherever you're currently listening to it, and that might be one of the following options. Spotify. Yeah! Stitcher. Google Play. iTunes. Podbean. Oh! That's uh, where you can listen. And what? there's another one. Another one? Um... That I forgot about Castbox. We're on Castbox. I didn't apply to it. We're just there. I don't know how that happened. All right. But I, I, I'm I not arguing. It. Yeah, go for it, Cast guys. Castbox. Whatever. Do your um, thing. All right. Well, what about? So, all right. So I've already listened, but I just want to like engage with you in some other way. Like, what should I do? Please do. That's our favorite thing. Uh, engage with us at Femsplain Podcast on Instagram. At Femsplained Cast on Twitter, Femsplained Podcast on Facebook. Go, I mean, look at our blog, I guess, if you want to. It's femsplainedpodcast.wordpress.com. Just check it out. It's fine. Um, and then read and review. Give us five stars wherever you're listening to us if you haven't already. Um, email if you have something to say, or I guess engage in one of those other places. Or pictures of turtles. um, All right, so fuck that. What I want to know from people, if you want a prompt for engaging with us, is um, if there has been an episode that you have listened to that has motivated you to go out there and, like, check it out, I would love to hear about that. Oh, man, I would love that. Because that's literally, I think, why we're doing this. I mean, we're, we're serving that function for each other, but if... If you're out there and you decided, like, hey, that Saga comic sounds cool, and you checked it out and you're obsessed with it now, like, gee Avalon, whiz, that make me feel special. Alex has listened, has read all of Saga. He's caught up. He's smart. Yeah. I He's Like, he brought it up choices. at the fucking Fourth of July party, and I was very, like, upset that you were not there to hear that happen. Um, yeah, that's so validating. Yeah, I'm very, yeah. very glad. Yeah. So please, no, do do that. I would love it if if you were introduced to a topic the way that we yeah. are on this show all the time, and that is that would be great. Um, all right. So that's it. it's time please. to say goodbye. Put me in your suitcase while you're packing up. Take you're, me away. You're coming because I'm packing my phone charger. Don't all worry. right. All right. Bye. Bye.